Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, John Wayne. That's right. Here I am, your favorite weirdo, on the run, on the road, on the lamb. Not really. I'm here in Las Vegas, Nevada, in my neon palace of sin in downtown where it is Nice and dirty, like I like it. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you for joining me for another week, another episode. I appreciate you checking out the show. If you're new, thank you so much for checking it out. I appreciate it so much. Everybody else, welcome back. Thank you for all your support, always. I've, of course, I'm here, like I said, I'm in my neon palace of sin. I am smoking a nice bowl of grandpappy's medicine here. Um, this is called uh, a strain called Vegas Nights uh, that I got, of course, from my favorite dispensary in all of uh, the world, especially my part of it, Oasis, here in downtown Las Vegas. And and the thing about this is a great strain. It's uh, a nice hybrid. It is not like uh, the Vegas Nights, like our hockey team, the the K N I G T S, which which we could like I I was confused because when I thought maybe it was that but except I was reading it and I was still confused but then uh, the lovely Scarlet she said oh I thought it was for the hockey team but no it's not it's for the night actual nights of here in Vegas that you could smoke um you could probably smoke it during your Vegas days as well I'm sure it's not really uh discriminating of any kind I'm actually smoking it right now in the daytime and it's quite quite lovely I love it um um, no, no coffee right now. I uh, already drank all my coffee for the day. By the time I got to the record, guys, I know this is going to come out a day late. It usually comes out on Monday. It's coming out on Tuesday. Super busy. Great things to tell you. Actually, the reason I'm not drinking any coffee right now is because I just got back from a meeting um, <clears throat> with a, a, a very good, a good buddy of mine, good friend who is helping me with the business side of some things. Um, and we were at a coffee shop for this meeting, and we were talking um, and getting things together for the electronic art world. Ooh, la la. Look for that. I'm still trying to figure this shit out, but it does. I, I'll tease a little bit. I can talk about whatever I fucking want. Um, as you guys know, the John Wayne is Dead Tarot Skeledek is coming out very soon. As of now, as of this record, it it, it is arriving. The, the shipment, the initial shipment is arriving, and then I will put them up for sale immediately this week, the end of this week. So I would say uh, if, if you're listening to this, look for like maybe next Monday, like the 17th or something like that. Uh, no, not 17th, whatever next Monday is, the, the 16th maybe? I'm not sure, whatever it is. Um, Look for that. Probably then is when they will go up, uh, if not a day or so sooner. But be looking for that. But there's going to be some some NFT releases of these as well now. And uh, the way to get those in a pack or sing, single cards as well are all going to be available. Um, like I said, going big time, baby. We're going international. We're going big time with this. Uh, I'm super excited about the release of this tarot deck. It has been a long time in the making, a uh, long time in the works. And... Um, you know, there's always hoops to jump through. There's always obstacles in the way, the things that come up that you weren't expecting, and um, and life happens and all of that stuff. But it is done. It is coming out. I guys, I hold the prototype in my hand right now as I speak to you. Uh, it is it is awesome. So I was having a great meeting uh, this morning about getting all that kind of stuff set up for the tarot uh, cards and the images. Um, so I've had all of my coffee uh, for the day. I might have another couple cups later. I actually have another meeting today. I am meeting heavy guys this is uh this is awesome uh but 
anyway, so that's going on. So no coffee this morning, just, or this half, uh, whatever it is. This, now nah, I just have my weed. I have my nice cup of water. I am ready. I just took a nice, huge dab rip right before I, I got online here. Um, to start recording, I broke my nectar, my other nectar collector. I can't remember if I, I think I just did it this week. So I don't think I talked about it last week, but uh, maybe I did. If not, hey, who cares? I uh, I broke my nectar collector. Um, it was in the shape of a, a big uh, green like syringe thing from uh, Reanimator, and it's broken now because I dropped it. But I did replace it with just, just this is what I was initially looking for anyway, just a regular old uh, nectar collector. I don't need anything fancy. That, that was fun while it lasted, but of course it didn't last long because I broke it. So we got a nice good rip of dabs before we went and, uh, we're off and running. So, um, I want to uh, give a major shouts out at the top of the show here to all my Patreon people. Thank you guys so much, uh, for supporting me on Patreon. Those of you who have signed up already, you are amazing and awesome. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I very much appreciate the support. Um, if you'd like to check out my Patreon and and you could uh, show a little extra support uh, my way, just go to patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead or go to johnwayneisdead.com, click the Patreon link, sign up for any tier that I have available, get all kinds of goodies with whichever tier you choose, and uh, everybody, as always, gets access to the awesome Dude for Life boner bonus podcast, which comes out on the Patreon, uh, in where I speak to other artists from all over the world, many different disciplines. Amazing people. Awesome, awesome people. Um, there's uh, over 100 episodes, so you get access to all the back episodes, all the new episodes, and everything that's on the wall on my Patreon, which is videos of performances while I'm on the road, readings, uh, um, teasing new things. I, I teased the tarot cards on there uh, several weeks back when I first got the prototypes in to approve, and, and, they, and the Patreon subscribers were the first uh, people to get a look at them outside of myself and Scarlett. So... <clears throat> thank you again, everyone that is on there already. It really helps me as in, throughout my travels while I'm driving, I'm on the road, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so please check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead, or just go to John Wayne is dead.com and uh, check it out. Uh, I appreciate it so, so much. And more on the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast in a little bit. But um, yeah, so that's, what's been going on. I am ready this week. I start travel again. Uh, at the end of this week, it's kind of like a little baby dick trip to get, it's almost like a, <coughs> excuse me, get it going, doing a, uh, uh, market, um, from, uh, the witch's brew is putting on, love those guys. Shouts out to the witch's brew out in the LA area. Um, doing one of their markets, um, this Saturday coming up. Uh, I believe that's the 14th or something. And it is in Santa Ana, California, which is not that far from me. So, uh, you know, it'll be a quick, easy trip out there for that one. And um, then I will, uh, right after that, come over a couple days and then I'll hit the road to head to Atlanta for Days of the Dead Atlanta. This is going to be a good one. The guest list keeps getting uh, uh, much more impressive uh, by the by the day, it seems like uh, their bill is announcing some good guests. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great show. But it is also my birthday, so it will be an amazing time. Um, if you're going to be there, come out and say, hey, we're going to party. We're going to have a good time, of course. Uh, but I appreciate seeing you guys always. So, and um, after that, uh, it's 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 uh, off to the races, guys. I'm, I'm sitting here. I already had a meeting with uh, Scarlett earlier 
uh, or maybe the end of last week where we went over my calendar so far. I did some updates to the website. You can go to, uh, if you go to the the shows page on johnwaysdead.com, you can see the appearances that I have so far. There's some that aren't up there yet that will be added uh, here later. And of course, there's tons of markets and things that get added as we go. Um, there's a lot, there's other cons that are just kind of like, you know, they don't officially announce or, or let you sign up until a certain date. So those aren't on there yet, even though I will be at those. I just wait until those come out and then I, I put them. So anyway, long story short, go to my site. Um, you can see all the dates. I'm excited about all the travel I have. I'm excited about the shows that I have coming up. I'm excited about this year. Uh, not just like in the sense of like, man, everybody, it's a brand new year. Wow, new year, new me. I made you this year, but I don't give a fuck. I'm going to tell you this, whatever this is, this this just happens to be, uh, I'm very excited because so many great things are happening in this new year for me. I have, uh, let's see, the tarot deck is going to be out here very soon. I have, uh, let's see, three confirmed contracted releases uh, for books that come out this year um, and possibly uh, with possibly a fourth thrown in there. So we could see a, a, a release per quarter from me. Um, on the bookend this year, uh, which I'm very happy about because, you know, I always love to get my stuff out there. And then, you know, I love having new, new things drop. And then I, I get to have them at the, at the shows and, and, uh, have new stuff for people who come back to see me. It's, it's, uh, it's awesome. So I'm very excited about all of those things. Um, and they'll be announced too, as they're coming, but, uh, man, it's, it's exciting. Lots of, uh, lots of very, uh, cool things coming up for me in the new year. So, Keep a lookout on on all this stuff. So I'm I'm very I've been very busy. Um, <clears throat> I got to do a very cool thing yesterday. Now I love. Um, there's some podcasts that I really do like. I I love that uh, have to do that are mostly improvised, where people are playing characters and just like being funny. Now is that easy to do? No, absolutely not. It's it's most of the time when people try to do that. It's not very funny, like, uh, and, and everyone makes fun of improv, even improvisers. So it's not like I'm like, you know, talking out of school here. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it, improv is hard and it's, you know, you kind of have to, you know, even if you're really good at it, it doesn't mean you're going to have a good outing, like a good go of it all the time. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of cool in that sense. But, uh, I, I was, uh, a guest on a very cool podcast this week, uh, that I recorded, uh, actually yesterday, uh, called, uh, Hitchhikers and Appetizers, and it is a kind of an offshoot from the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the, the that universe uh, with all those books uh, by Douglas Adams, of course. And um, it, it's like uh, the two the two hosts are like kind of hosting a radio show at the end of the universe from the books, and uh, they have different guests that are traveling through the universe that that stop in, and you have to you know have a character play this character and have a kind of a backstory, and they'll pick you apart, and, and there's a lot of back and forth, and you kind of just have to go with it. And I was very I was super stoked to to be on this show, uh, and I got to do it yesterday. I had a character ready, and it was awesome because I gave the, at the beginning I was like, okay, this is gonna this is my character. These are kind of like the bullet points about him, but we don't even have to discuss any of these. We can feel free to go in any direction. Whatever we do, we can pay, we don't have to talk about any of these bullet points at all. And it actually ended up going a lot of different fun directions. Uh, and I had a lot of fun doing it, man. It was a great, it was such a fun show. Check it out if you haven't already. Uh, Hitchhikers and Appetizers podcast. Uh, very funny. And look for my episode coming up soon. I'll, I'll, I'll of course, be posting that um, when it comes out as 
Well, um, let's see what else has been going on this week. Just getting stuff together to launch the the, the tarot deck, uh, getting my shit together to hit the road again. All kinds of great things happening. Um, staying busy, man. Staying very busy, and uh, you know, really it's trying to stay busy, but not trying. Staying busy, but also trying to to uh, enjoy. Uh, these few days before everything just kind of like starts like hardcore again, which I'm excited for it too. I'm excited to get back on the road. I get stir crazy. I get like, uh, Oh, I should be doing this. And I, why aren't I out there doing that? You know, I get all weird in, in my head like that sometimes, but, um, I was like, actually this weekend, this past weekend, I was like, okay, like went to myself, like, just, let's just enjoy the weekend. Let's go. I do, do, do some things, spend some time with friends because it, it, you know, Pretty soon, it's going to be like, oh, we can't go to that because you're in this city. Oh, well, so-and-so's having this thing. Well, you can't go to that. Well, this person's playing here. Well, we can't go to that. It's just going to be like, go, 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 which is great, which is what I love. But I have a hard time stopping to enjoy the the other time, like when I'm not busy, because all I think is that I should be busy. I should be doing this. Oh, man, why aren't I doing that? Um, <clears throat> oh, I should sit down and do this now. You know, I have a hard time relaxing or, and figuring out how to unwind necessarily i don't know if that's why i smoke a lot of weed um or because i just like it so much but um i don't know it it, it's hard for me to relax and i feel like i've been going and going and going and going and then it's like you reach a point where you're like should i kind of take a break before i crack like is this i don't want to burn out i don't want to make a misstep because I'm just fried out, like mentally fried or frazzled and and pulled in too many directions. Um, So I I am very much making a conscious effort to enjoy these these days that I have here in uh, wonderful downtown Las Vegas before I'm on the road uh, kind of constantly again for the whole year. Um, So yeah, so you know, it's, it's, it's not always easy for me to just uh, take it easy, but I'm I'm doing my best. We went out this past week, a wonderful time. Went to brunch. I've had the brunch in for like fucking forever, um, you know. And brunch is like, you know, we're in Vegas, so of course it's going to be like wow. But we went to this place where like, it was all football everywhere, which I enjoy. Um, and uh, bottomless mimosas, man. We drank like three bottles of champagne and then went to a couple more places just to have a couple more beers and libations and then chill at the house, hanging out. Uh, with friends, and that was a good time, and I need to make sure I remember to, um, I guess, enjoy those times, or, or at least, uh, you know, be like, you know, kind of, uh, what do I want to say, um, acknowledge those good times while they're happening, and, and take stock in that, because, you know, sometimes it's just, it's go, 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 and you don't even realize it, so, um, yeah, so that's been what I've been doing this week. Got all the inventory ready. All my books are in stock. All my things are good to go. Uh, I am just, I'm just jazzed. And it's cool that I, I get to do a show where it is my birthday. Like, I don't know. I don't think I've done a con where it's actually been my birthday or we've celebrated my birthday at a convention. <clears throat> usually this convention, the Days of the Dead Atlanta show, usually isn't until February every year. So he's doing it earlier this year, but uh, that's cool. Whatever. With me, that's fine. I love starting off the the year with um, a major uh, bang. Anyway, guys, that's what's going on. So uh, let's move right along. Speaking of the John Wayne is Dead 
Tarot Skeledek. We are back. Of course, if you are a, a regular listener to the show, you'll know we used to do the three card tarot readings every episode. But we are back uh, to doing. We're doing a card of the day here on the on the on the episodes now uh, in celebration of uh, the John Wayne is dead Skeledek uh, tarot set coming out. So we'll get into that right now. This morning, if you are someone who follows me on my Instagram uh, page at John Wayne is dead uh, on the day of this record, I suggest, well, please follow me. I, I wish you would at John Wayne is dead every morning on my story. I, I put a card of the day out uh, and, and show it. And today, uh, one of my favorite cards comes up in the reversed position. We have the three of swords here in uh, reversed is our card for the day. So we know or maybe we don't. Uh, the swords, those are our thoughts, right? That's our intellect. Um, there are ideas, there are thoughts. That's that's what the swords uh, represent. So <clears throat> this is an interesting card because traditionally, this is one that's like one of the few cards in the deck that doesn't f- have a, a person in it. It's just a heart with three swords in it. Now, the one that I did does have one of my skeletons in it, but uh, it, it's the main part of the card is the heart with the swords. It's it's like I said, it's one of my favorite cards. Um, it's it's inter- it can be interpreted <clears throat> like like all tarot many different ways. And where I try to come at it is kind of give you a general like, hey, here's what this card is kind of trying to say, and and we can take away from it what what we will if it applies or not. Um, I like I, I like this card a lot because it it has to do with. Um, <clears throat> You know, an, an one aspect of the card has to do with you know balancing the the thoughts and your emotions, logic and intuition, uh, logic and intuition, which I've spoken about. If you're a longtime listener, you know I've talked about this at length on episodes, where it's just like you know that balance of being able to to trust my gut or use my heart and not my head, use my head not my heart. You know, for those things and finding the balance in there, it's not easy. It's it's not at all easy. You have to. Um, be good with confrontation. You have to, or, or get yourself in a place where you can be better with confrontation. Because a lot of that's a big thing for a lot of people, right? They're like, I don't like confrontation. Well, too fucking bad because that's what life. There's a lot of confrontations in life, and we have to just. It, and the, I think the word's scary too because people think confrontation. They think, well, it's a fight immediately. Well, it doesn't have to be. You just sometimes it's just like asserting yourself, saying like what you think, what you believe, you know, that kind of thing. So, <clears throat> that being said. With the Three of Swords in the reverse position, we may be in a time right now where we're kind of down on ourselves, right? We're, we're kind of shooting ourselves with a lot of uh, self-deprecating talk, a lot of uh, self. We're very, we're very hard on ourselves. We're very critical of ourselves right now. Um, for whatever reason, we're just having a hard time breaking out of that, and, and that could be a very it's an easy circle, like cycle to fall into. And, and, you know, all things like that, it's easier said than done just to, well, just snap out of it. Well, no. Um, But what we need to do is think like, you know, realize that we need to, you know, if we don't believe in ourselves, you know, we don't have the faith in ourselves. Why, why, what, what, what reason does anybody else have to as well? You know what I mean? So, we need to kind of look at it like that, step back and say like, okay, you know what? This is all, I'm, I'm building this up. This is this is in my head. These are, we're always going to be our harshest critic anyway. So <clears throat> let's try to separate some of these things 
you know, uh, are these emotional reactions that that's why we're, we're feeling this way? Are we just in a funk? What is making us think this? Because we have to know, like, you know, the, this is, these things are, a lot of these are just criticisms, criticisms that we're making up. We're inventing things to be mad about to be mad at ourselves about um that's that cycle that's that circle that's easy 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 to get just pulled into and it sucks um but we need to take take a step back from that look at what's actually real look at what 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 are we really upset about with ourselves here is it is it we're trying to reach a goal is it that we forgot something is it that we're we're slipping we're not disciplined okay well some of these things are 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 easily remedied not not necessarily quickly remedied 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 but easily remedied in the fact that like, okay, to fix this, I can start doing this now. And that's what I'm going to do. Because it falls under my belief about excuses. It's, 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 it's a waste of energy to make excuses. If you can fix, if you, if you have the ability to fix it, don't complain about it. Just do it. Just put that energy into trying to fix it. Even if it's going to take you a year to fix whatever the hell you're talking about, you might as well start now because it's going to be better than complaining about it. And this is kind of like, sometimes you need that tough love, someone to tell you that, but we need to definitely focus on even at the smallest level, whatever it takes, shifting our thought process about ourselves and about the way we think about uh, what we're doing and, and belief in ourselves to a more, to a more positive way. And then keep pushing it towards the positive. Keep pushing it towards building our confidence up. Um, easier said than done, but like sometimes, like my therapist told me, you just have to like count the very littlest things that are good, and and take stock in that, <clears throat> and build those up. Build from there. It's just important to, to stop being critic so critical of ourselves. Uh, um, also, on the other side, you know, we might be like hype hypersensitive like to criticism right now or or in a period where you know people that we know or care about that are you know friends or acquaintances maybe they're saying something that's ribbing you maybe they're it's unintentionally making you feel a certain way that 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 this is going on and uh and we're just extra sensitive probably because we're already beating ourselves up so it's like that wound is already there and now it's just e- easier to easier to open it back up or, or to penetrate the, the wound. Um, and that's why, so we're a little hypersensitive to those things. We need to look at this in a couple different ways. You know, we definitely need to address this. Like if it is something, you know, we need to not, this is where the confrontation stuff may come in hand, come, you know, come into play. This is not where you go to your friend and fight them or the people you just say like, Hey, I, I really, you know, you, sometimes you just have to tell people, please don't, like, I know you think that's funny or maybe you see it as a joke, but it's just not cool to me. It's making me feel, it makes me feel this way. We have to be able to, uh, to communicate those things. Another side of that is we also need to look at in the sense of like, is everything a, a, like a federal case to us lately? Like we might need to thicken our skin a little bit and just like, okay, I got to let some of this stuff roll off my back because if I don't, it's, I I'm going to keep getting tripped up. I'm going to keep getting stuck on these things and I can't advance. I can't move forward because I'm constantly allowing myself to be, uh, taken down by these things. So it's a little of both. Maybe you remove yourself from some situations that might have to be how it is. Um, so, you know, that being said, it's, it's all of these things 
you know, this aspect of the card is happening. But you know what, man, we're coming through it. The, the, the other side is, is, is here. We're going we're gonna to get through that and learn um, how to kind of deal with that and how to pull up when we, when we pull ourselves out of that negative self-talk, it, 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 that doesn't mean you're not ever going to fall back into it again. Cause you know, what? probably will at some point. Um, but we're going to know better how to bring ourselves out of it. And, and you know, that that's what I'm talking about with the balance of the logic and, and the heart. Like, you know, it, it, you may be feeling it sensitive in such a sensitive way, but your head has to be able to tell you like this, that's not true. You know, that's not true. Um, you're taking it in a way that's not meant to be, or you're, or it's being said, and it, you don't have to take it that way. Cause it's not true. That's where we need to have that, that balance of where we need to lean one way or to the other and, and really strike that balance in our, in our intuition, in our heart, like in with our head and learn that. And every single time it'll be a little bit easier and easier and easier. And, and pretty soon we'll be able to keep ourselves from falling into those, those circles of bad, uh, uh, negative self-talk or self-deprecation. We won't even fall into them after a while because we'll get so good at keeping ourselves out of them. So that is my card of the day reading on the three of swords reversed. Thank you so much. I hope you got something out of that. I know I sure did. And, uh, <clears throat> Keep a look out if you're uh, into tarot out there. The John Wayne is dead. Tarot Skeledet coming uh, well, within a week here. So it's uh, it's getting uh, very, very close. Very close, I'm all at. All right, then. Um, so we spoke about the awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast earlier. And uh, I am going to, as you know, play a little clip here from the episode that comes out this week over on my Patreon, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Um, this week, I, I talked to a very uh, awesome, amazing, talented author. Uh, I've worked with him before, uh, narrating some of his work, and uh, we got to speak uh, again here this past week. Mr. Daniel J. Volpe, you know him from Billy Silver, Billy Silver, Silver, that's something else. Billy Silver, Talia, Talia 2 is on pre-order right now, check it out. Uh, we talked about uh, all kinds of stuff and, and what he's got coming up. Um, he's a great dude, and I had a great conversation with him, and, I, and I, I love hanging out with him when I do get to see him out there on the road. So please check out from my Patreon podcast. Here's a little bit of my conversation with Mr. Daniel J. Volpe. What I like is when, uh, you know, universes cross, like tie, like things kind of cross over sometimes in, in uh, author's work. Um deliberately or not deliberately like sometimes it's uh well deliberately but sometimes subtly or not so subtly like these are you know talia was a character in billy silver and Correct. right and then you spun her off into her own story and then continuing that story um i really dig shit like that is this like uh so do you do this with your work regularly is there other other things like this that people peek up like for example like anderson prunty one of my favorite uh, authors, mm -hmm. shouts out Andy. He has a, a character named Drifter Ken that just appears in a lot of his work, like just kind of like comes in and out, like he's like a vagrant, or you know, sometimes he's like a whatever. And uh, if you know, you know, but like it doesn't take away, it doesn't do anything negative if you don't know who Drifter Ken is. But I like those like little winks and nods. I like those kind of continu continuity type of things. Do you do that a lot you, with with your work or? Uh, let's talk about that. Let's get into it. Yeah. Um, so there's no shock. If anybody can see, I mean, some of the books you might be able to say, I'm a huge Stephen King fan, as are probably most of everybody in our generation of writers. 
Um, and he does that a lot. You know, he weaves a lot of his stuff together to the dark tower. So I not to like emulate him, but I do like that stuff. And to me, it's almost like a, uh, like a little, a little treat for the readers, if you will, so that they can, they're in the know. It almost makes them feel like they know this is going on. This is something cool. And, um, I will consciously do that. So like in the new book, black hearts of red teeth, I kind of, I kind of consider like Billy silver, Talia, and then my two vampire novellas to almost be in like the same world. Mm -hmm. So I will have little connectors in there. So in like a gift of death, which is the first book of my vampires, um, the main, the character in the beginning is actually going to see Billy Silver's band. Um, oh, shit, cool. shit fist, shit fist for those of you that forgot. Oh, yeah. Um, Wait, she's going to going to, is she going to see the band play like what, like during the time, like that Billy, like that the Billy that he's performing in the book, Billy Silver, is it one of, is it that type of thing or is it a different time? It's a little bit prior to that because she said, oh, like, oh Billy's, Billy's Billy's not drunk in this one and he didn't fucking make an ass of himself this time, you know, for, for once kind of thing. Oh, OK. OK. Oh, man. I thought you were like going like weird met like behind like the meta uh, yeah. blew my mind for a second, but still very cool. Very cool. I, th um, I thought about doing that, but obviously the scenes in Billy Silver are very, very distinct and even in like, right. the, the few times when he's there. So yeah. um, so I have that in that book. And then the new one, I have a. a a mysterious black dog that's walking across the street that just so happens to have red eyes that just pop out of nowhere and um you know stuff like that so i will consciously throw some things in there maybe i'll, I'll keep some names the same but i also like giving shouts out to like my friends and stuff like i'll put people's names or their book titles like um in the obituaries one that aaron chris and i did my mm -hmm. disgusting piece of shit character who has sex with garbage slime is named aaron in honor of Aaron Beauregard, because he is a filthy, filthy vagrant, yeah, and he's dirty human being. Um, Fair enough. So, so, so I'll do things like that. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's just cool, and like I said, it's like a little Easter egg for the readers. Yeah, I love that. Like it's a, like a little wink. You almost like when you're reading it, you want to be like, oh, oh, I, I know. I, like there's, but there's no one yeah. around to like tell. Like yeah. I know it's this. Oh fuck, you know. I fucking but, uh, know it. No, yeah, like. um, yeah Stephen King like you said he does does that a lot as well um but that's cool like and to, like I like to emulate like uh one of the things I did was like you know Chuck Palahniuk was a big influence on me love his stuff but he doesn't name the characters sometimes like there's mm -hmm. just no main character has no name in like Fight Club or Choke you know like so it's just this unnamed person you know or lullaby there's no name you know so like a lot of my books the character just doesn't have a name like it's just never mentioned who the like death packs and left hand packs. that's about yeah that's what that, i thought that's what i was thinking of right you know, scummer there's no name like there's just no names for these characters and i kind of that's like my little um homage i guess or like influence i took from from that uh, i don't know i kind of think that's cool because at the end you're like oh that what was it Did he yeah have... what was his name again <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> i give you a lot of credit for that because when i read death packs i was like I had to like stop it a few times. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy's name? I'm like, did I miss it somewhere? Let his glaze glance over. And I literally like reread like the first three or four chapters. I'm like, did he not fucking name? Because that was the first book of yours I ever read. And I'm like, did he not name this guy? And the whole time I'm going through it, I'm like, oh, no, he's got no name. And I'm like, that's that's clever. I was like, I, I really like that. Yeah. Well, thank well you. done. Oh, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah. But I, I liked that too as well. Like when I, you know, when I first was back in the day reading chuck polnick stuff and i was like these people don't have names like he doesn't <laughs> give this guy a name and you, it doesn't really even register to like you said you get a little into it and you're like wait 
am I missed? Did I miss that? Or sometimes even at the end, you're like, what? Oh no. So I don't know. I really like that kind of stuff. And that's why I appreciate you doing, doing that with, with your writing as well. Um, you, you brought up uh, obituaries uh, a second ago, so, so just so give context to people listening. Obituaries is a series, uh, right? Like that, like a it's a yep. almost like a compilation, like a magazine type of situation series with that you, Aaron Beauregard, and Christopher Triana uh, collaborate on. So far, it's been monthly, um, and there's three of them out, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, I just got uh, Triana just sent me the the third one um, as a little gifty, so I have it right here uh, on my shelf, ready to read. Uh, tell me, tell us about that, the obituaries, how that came about. Um, kind of give us the the rundown on obituaries for people listening. All right. Um, so the obituaries, like John Wayne said, is a privately printed um, extreme horror anthology. We'll say. So it's myself, Aaron, and Chris, and there's a beautiful Christmas cover done by Barry McLean. Uh, Shout out, out Barry. Barry. Love Barry. Yeah, gr- great work on that. And he killed it. Um, interior art on that is uh, Nick Justice. So he also fucking crushed. Um, so last year, um, we were approached by Splatterpunk Magazine to do a anthology. Myself, Aaron, Carver Pike, and Roland Bursey Jr., to do a thing called exits. So we pretty much wrote stories for Jack Bantry and he privately printed it. So Aaron kind of got the idea in his head. Why don't we do this for ourselves? So he reached out to Chris and myself and was like, I have this idea. Why don't we try to do this ourselves? We'll fund it ourselves, privately print it, no eBooks, limited, triple signed and numbered, and we'll see what happens. Um, So the first one, we all live in the same region of the world. So in the first one, I ended up going to the, the Triana Manor and mm-hmm. uh, we did like a surprise announcement. It was very, very secretive. Nobody knew what the hell was going on. And we released the first one, I think in August-ish, somewhere around there. I remember it was fucking hot. And um, it was the first one was limited to 350 copies, I believe. And they sold out within a week. Uh, and these are like no holds barred. Like these stories are not, run of the mill. We didn't want to put them on Amazon because we didn't want to have the chance of getting banned or censored or anything like that. So we we're like, listen, let's just go all out with the artwork. There's nudity in it. There's violence in it. Um, I think in the the Halloween issue, my character, uh, my, the artwork for my story, the, it's an, uh, a nude male figure with his head blown off from a shotgun wound. Mm-hmm. Um, so like... Which head? Which, uh, just, uh, just the tip? The, ah! the, the, the throbbing one. Uh, I'm so... I, I can't even get through a conversation with no me. it's all right it's all right we're, ch- we're, ch- we're yeah. childish i set you up for that children one. thank you i appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty much it and um we have some big announcements coming for 2023 we're planning on continuing it right now we have the first one the second one was halloween themed and the third one was christmas themed um mm-hmm. fourth one's not really going to have a holiday theme obviously but we have some really really big things coming later on in the year so that's awesome more yeah. of that and and like you said, so these are like when you get these, if you want to get these, like you have to, of course, be, you know, subscribing to you guys, like following one one or all three of of you, uh, Aaron Beauregard, Daniel Hopi, and Christopher Triana, um, and that's how you get them because you order them exclusively from you guys' websites. And uh, and what I I <clears throat> what I love about this kind of art personally is the. Uh, the 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 limitedness of it the kind of like collectability of course i'm a collector i like to collect things um 
Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Records, books, I got all that shit. But what I like about this is that it does exist in this like kind of blip, almost like a living art. It, it's it's not there and it's gone, but it in a sense it is because if you don't get it, you're not getting it anywhere else. You can't you can't be like, well, I'll order one off of Amazon later when I get my car. No, you won't. You'll either order it now or you won't have it. You know what I mean? Mm. And it only exists like that. And it makes it like, <clears throat> I don't know, it's, it's it's more of like a. It's 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 a good thing to have in a world of uh, quick, disposable, uh, whatever, <laughs> on to the next thing, um, media, whether it be books, music you know all of it you know it, when the things kind of shine through like this like the obituaries magazine it's 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 always a good thing in my in my point of view as far as art because it, it just makes it that much more special it builds that much more of a connection between uh the artist the, the people you know who are you know enjoying your work and the artist i think and it's just uh it's just a cool ass idea and these look like badass like these are if people who don't know what these look like that you know it's it's very well done this is like a, a primo fucking thing you get it signed and it's numbered and these are things that you know they're just not going to come back you get them or you don't so i i really like the the obituaries thing you guys are doing thank you um one of the one of the great things um that we had it's in the third one we were all three of us were interviewed by the late Jay Wilburn and, you know, rest in peace to Jay. Mm -hmm. uh, it, he was a huge supporter of it. He, he called me on the, on the phone and we just BS about it. And he did a, an article for in lit reactor and we gave him a little, uh, a little nod in the third book and just dedicated to him and just, you know, all the work he's done for Indy horror. Jay was like a, Jay was amazing. The guy would go out of his way to help anybody. And um, he was uh, you know, a big driving force in that. And, it was an honor to be interviewed by him and he was, it was well worth it for us to shout him out. Like he just, he deserved it. And, you know, the community lost a, a great guy when, when he passed away this year or last year. No, absolutely. Rest in power dude, to him for sure. Yeah. He had reached out to me before that for, uh, I did like a information for an article about like traveling to conventions and stuff like that. He asked me a bunch of questions about what makes it good. Like what is a good convention and what don't you like and what can, you know, other you know people like so he was pretty cool like he was always dude one thing about jay's he was like whip fucking smart funny like that yes. guy was cracking jokes like nothing like you get by him and max booth um like uh you're like be ready because they would just like <laughs> boom 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 they were so fucking sharp and funny and uh they would have me fucking rolling so jay of course shouts out to jay uh rest in power my man all right there we go hey that was some of my conversation with the awesome uh, Daniel J. Volpe, please check him out. And for the rest of that discussion and all of the back episodes and much, much more, please go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead or just go to John Wayne is dead.com, hit the Patreon link, sign up for one of the tiers and you can be an awesome dude for supporting me uh, in that way. Thank you so much. Check it out and also check out my man, Dan. So moving right along here, uh, that reminds me of something. I, oh. The Corey Hotline! Yeah! Oh yeah, 
That's the Corey Hotline. You know what that means. The Corey Hotline is the phone number that you can call anytime, day or night, seven days a week, uh, to leave a message for myself, for the show, ask a question, make a comment, uh, something that we're discussing, whatever you'd like to do. And I will go ahead and play that, of course, <clears throat> here on the show and answer your questions. That phone number is 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347. And as, uh, as you know, or you may not know, if you're a little shy to call, uh, you don't want to hear your voice or, 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 or speak because uh, your voice is maybe recognized on some uh, you know federal uh, criminal database and they'll, they'll link you all back in some weird way, that's fine because you can text to the Corey Hotline as, as well. That's right. Text us. with your questions, uh, comments, or whatever, and we will I will read them uh, for you right here on the air. And actually, that this week, that is what we are going to do. We have a text message question. Now, the thing is, when you do when you text message, if if you want your your name to be used, uh, you got to put your name on there. because I don't have, I just have phone numbers uh, most of the time here. Only sometimes it gives me people's names. Not not all the time, though. So I don't know what you have to be registered on for your name to come up in my thing here. But either way, uh, we have a text question here, and I'm happy to read it. Uh, but I, I don't know who it is. If I if you want to reach out to me, I'll, I'll give you a shout out on the next episode about it uh, uh, with your name. But thank you, first of all, for texting in. And the question that we have here is, hey, John Wayne, I recently just finished Chargeland. I was wondering what your inspiration was for the book. So Chargeland, for those, first of all, thank you so much for that question. Uh, person who's texted it in and thank you for checking out charge land that's uh, amazing i appreciate it so so much charge land is a book it came out a few years back um under the rooster republic publishing uh company very cool uh awesome awesome dudes over there love those guys and uh so charge land is about uh what i like to when i when i like to describe this book i say uh to people that you know jim charge is a uh, He's uh, an anti-hero. Um, he's the baddest ass dude in the the entire world. He's coming in the door, the big dick and a smile, and he's in charge. And he does. He takes charge of the entire world from the makeup counter of his local department store. So uh, you asked, what was my influence or inspiration for this book? When I was when I was writing Charge Land, I just it was back uh, that that that's more more on the bizarro side when I was doing uh, you know skewing bizarro and writing bizarro fiction, uh, but I just had this idea for this character, the character of Jim Charge, who uh, you know he's he's you know this big bad motherfucker. He's he's handsome as hell. He wears three piece suits. Uh, gorgeous suits that he sheds like skin. Like, so he, when he has another sh- sh- suit, it just sheds. And here's another Armani suit or whatever he's wearing. He's, he always wears a full, beautiful face of makeup. Um, and uh, he, he starts at the, the cosmetics counter. It's told through the perspective of his number two, who is his uh, second in command, who he recruits um, at the makeup counter there, who, who helps him through this adventure that he has. Now, <clears throat> When I was writing that, I don't, I don't know what, re- I don't know if I can really pin down one certain thing that was inspiring me. I just, the way my mind works, I just had created that Jim Charge character, and I knew that I wanted him to uh, have these kind of certain characteristics, 
as, as far as like this the suit shedding and and the, and the makeup and just changing his look constantly and having these kind of powers he has like kind of these these ambiguous magical powers which this book is just in like such a magical realism setting like these are the rules this is just how this goes like this happens and this is just what you have to accept um so it's kind of like an amalgamation of of just bizarre probably skits that i was watching at the time uh just things that like uh, always like Twilight Zone stuff, always like Outer Limits, those kind of stories where I'm trying to turn it on its ear and like, what are you, wh- where is this going? Oh, there. Um, but yeah, that that one that one's hard for me to pin down any one certain thing. But I knew I wanted to create. I, I just created this character. I had that character so strong in my mind. I wanted this anti-hero who who just operated on such a bizarre fashion to get what he wanted to take over the world, like, and take over America, whatever he's, he's, you know, just trying to one up his, his father and grandfather in such a, such a bizarre way. Uh, and I like, I, I just like that. I like approaching things from that kind of view, the way my, the way my sick mind works, I guess, um, is how, is kind of how I come to those things. So, um, yeah, so that's that's pretty much it on Chargeland. Thanks for reading that. I very much. I'm I'm glad you liked it. I appreciate it. Uh, that is available out there on Amazon and and um, from Rooster Republic. I don't have any physical copies myself. I need to get I need to get re-upped on those and put some of those back in the store. But those are still available from Rooster Republic out there on Amazon. So, uh, thank you for that question, mystery uh, texter. I appreciate it so much. Thanks for listening. And again, if you want me to shout out your name, you can just text me back, tell your name, or, or DM me or something, and I'll give you a shout out. Um, anyone else out there who has a question or comment, maybe you, you want to text, or you can absolutely leave me a message here on the Corey Hotline, 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347. All right, so you know what? That text actually inspired me today because I, uh, you know, I, I mostly will jump on here on a check-in and get every, as I'm getting ready to hit the road again, uh, to talk to people and, and update you on the cons. But, uh, you know, the the whole, the, the charge land question brought back a, a story, you know, a, well, maybe a little origin story here. And I, I'm not sure if I've ever talked about this. I think I probably have, but, um, you know, um, I'll just say, uh, this is, this is, uh, you know, how charge land actually came to be and how it got published. Uh, this is just, this is the origin of Jim Charge and Charge Land. So, Charge Land, like I said, was this book. I had this story in my head um, for this anti-hero that I wanted to create and, and, and the whole sidekick aspect. Like it's, you know, it's told through the perspective of his sidekick who is in complete awe of him and, you know, it's just, he's telling the story. Um, that's how I wanted to approach it. So you kind of like, see this kind of weirdly not flawed version anyway it doesn't matter like the way he's the way that this guy sees jim charge uh now back like you know uh when before this came out i was before i started doing conventions that i sold stuff out before i had anything published and stuff i was going to bizarro con that's where I, i i you know uh got my chops cut my teeth on you know so to speak got my first things published through um and uh, I've talked about before, like the new Bizarro Author series, which um, for those of you who don't know, like it was just, it was something I'm not sure if they do it anymore, but uh, Eraserhead Press did where uh, you would submit if you were a new author, up and coming author in the Bizarro, you know, fiction or horror, like or 
surrealistic fiction like uh, genre. Uh, they would take you know take a look at your stuff and they would select you know anywhere from like four to eight a year uh, to 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 be published and released at Bizarro Con under like the new Bizarro Author Series thing. And uh, I was enamored with this for a while and from the start of me going and I really I was like I got I want to get I need to get published in this I want to be in this series. Um, and I eventually was, but <clears throat> when I wrote um, Chargeland originally, I wrote it and uh, I was like, this is what I'm going to submit this year to um, for the new Bizarro author series, right? So uh, it was, uh, you know, Garrett, Garrett Cook was, uh, I believe, yeah, doing the, um, the edit, he was one of the edit, he was the editor at that point, and uh, I I put it all together. I finished the book and I put it all together. I put the pitch together because he wanted, you know, he's like, give me the pitch first and then I'll, I'll tell you if I want, you know, that's how he was doing it. So I, I gave the pitch for Chargeland pretty much pretty similar to what I, I said earlier when I was, uh, you know, at, on uh, the Corey hotline uh, with that pitch, maybe a little bit more details because it was over email, but, but I kept trying to keep it, you know, short, sweet, whatever. And uh, <clears throat> uh, Garrett wrote me back, uh, you know, fairly quickly and was like, yo, this sounds really cool, but I, I, I have something very similar to this or whatever. It's not, um, you know, I don't think that that, it sounds like something that I'm already going to put out. So what else do you have anything else that you could pitch to me? And I was like, at, at the time, some of, you know, if, if you know my work, like what I did get released, uh, eventually or that as my new bizarre author's book was a, a book called ant poster. Now at the time, at this time, I'm getting this email back and ant poster is like, um, a short story that I wrote. It, it was not a novella that it became. And, uh, I was like, oh, man. And I, re I'd recently finished it. You know, I remember and I was like, what about, uh, you know, this happens and uncle blah, blah, blah. And, uh, he was like, that sounds great. Can you, and can you send that over to me? And I was like, yeah, actually that one I'm still, I'm still just putting the finishing touches on. So I'd have to give it. He's like, yeah, when just get that taken care of and send it to me. So I, then I had to like actually expand uh, and poster and, and make it like whatever. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, make it like, you know, whatever the word count, I think it's 25,000 words is what those had to be minimum. Uh, so that was a fun project, which I, I've, I've spoken about that on this show before, but, uh, but then I was like, oh, I don't have this other book and it's already fucking, it's written, you know, I got to find a home for it, right? So uh, I'm at, actually at BizarroCon um, that that coming year, whatever it is. And uh, I'm in, like, there's workshops that you can sign up for, right? And uh, you, um, you know, oh, you know what? Not nah, fuck it. Uh, so there's the workshops that you can go to. So one of the workshops, uh, like there's different things like writing X, X, Y, Z scene, writing a kill scene, uh, writing this kind of way, or, you know, they'll just be like some, some workshops are like networking or, you know, how to do social media, stuff, shit like that. And this one was a pitch writing class. So, uh, it was, I remember you know a lot of these things for all of these classes like they all you all had homework to do and I was like god damn it dude uh, <clears throat> it's like and, and rightfully so for a lot of them I was like you know hey well you have to write the scene and we can critique it in the class and all that kind of stuff but it's still just like the notion of like homework no I don't like it uh, but the homework for this was write your pitch uh, <laughs> and and we'll come in and talk about what you think a pitch should be and I did nothing i didn't do any work for any of the things i came in just like whatever i was just super excited to be there and i just i just didn't do it um and 
I remember sitting in that class, we're, you know, in the workshop and, and we're in this kind of like U-shaped arrangement in a, in a conference room. And, <clears throat> you know, the, 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 the guy, uh, Ross, I forget his last name now for fucking just, just went on my, my brain, but he's leading this, this, this workshop and he's talking about like, now this is what you want to pitch to be this, 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 this. <clears throat> and I remember him just going to the field. Okay. So you, we're going to start here. We're going to go around the, the circle here. Uh, give me an example of what your, what a pitch what your pitch would be okay uh, and it would always be like so uh the guy there's a guy and he's doing this but but really what happened is he back in the debt and, blah, 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 and they would talk sometimes like for a, a couple minutes and like and i like the first few people that went i were doing like what he had listed off for like the first 25 minutes of this or whatever about what a pitch should be like these people were giving none like like nothing they were hitting none of the, the things like succinct bullet you know you just make it exciting leave them wanting like all this stuff make it intriguing you know don't want to say too much you want to keep it quick like none of these people were doing that and he kind of addressed that or whatever and some people were trying to clean it up and then we got to me and i was like um and he was like what was your the pitch that you wrote and i was like ross i'm not gonna lie to you i didn't write anything i don't have a pitch but I didn't write, do no homework, but can I just spitball one right here, like off the top of my head? He's like, go ahead. Boom. I give the charge line pitch. I said, Jim Charge is the baddest ass motherfucker you've ever met. He's coming through the door with a big dick and a smile, and he's in charge. And he's taken charge of this world from the makeup counter of his local department store. And he's like, wow, okay, okay. And he, I remember, like, I do say so myself. It was a pretty decent pitch. At least I was hitting, doing what way he was telling us in the class. And, uh, he was like, okay, that's good. See, he, he, and his comment was, okay, if I read that on the back of a book over at the book, no, I might be intrigued to pick that up. I like that. So after this workshop is over, um, you know, I'm outside. We're all leaving out, and uh, one of the guys that was in there, Nick, uh, he was like, he's one of the guys that runs Rooster Republic, and he was like, did you, uh, did you write that? Is that already a book, or were you just like, just joking, just like whatever, making that up? And I said, no, nah, it's, it's a book. I actually already wrote it. He's like, would you send that over to us? I'd like to take a look at that. And I was like, yeah, man, absolutely. So like after the con and everything, I go home and um, I'm, I'm, I'm already like, of course, I'm like being like, yeah, whatever. I'm trying to be cool about it. But in my mind, I'm like as soon as I get home, I'm fucking sending this email. I better, you know, and that's what I did. You know, I reached out. I was like, hey, I mean, you, you mentioned that you wanted to take a look at this. So I'm just sending it to you. If you get, you know, I'd you know, love for you to take a look at it. If, if not, no big deal, whatever. And um, they ended up getting back to me in like a maybe very quickly within maybe two weeks or something and and uh he and don the the guys that run the the press were like yeah we want we want this book um so that was you know and i was like heck yeah man i wish it was always this easy so uh it it uh that was just one of those kind of create like kind of coincidental stories and it's also you know it doesn't happen like that all the time it's not like the the fantasies of like you're you're playing like the your demo you're you're up there playing in the bar to three people, and there's a guy in the back that's like, "You got the goods, kid!" And like, you know, there's some signs you like that. It, it doesn't really happen, um, but it did kind of happen in this case. Uh, but main, like another, like that was a, just a cool way that that came about. Like, it just you know how like yeah, I do I do have this book, and 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 he happens to be a publisher that's in there. But it also like taught me something else early on of like, you know, you can't. I talk about rejection and getting rejected. Like it's, it's just what happens in this business. It's just how it works. You're going to have to build up those. Like I call building up the calluses, uh, to, to certain things. And, and one of the main ones is rejection. Just getting used, just getting used to not letting that affect you where you're taking it personally. And it's, it's having a toll on you, whatever. Um, 
that that was one of those kind of things where it showed me like you know just just because something gets rejected here doesn't mean it doesn't it's not gonna it, it it's not gonna thrive here or just because it's not for this person this editor this group this whatever doesn't mean that it's not for this whole group over here so it was always a constant reminder and I I put I try to put that out there to people and and to you my listeners um you know <clears throat> don't it, it easier said than done yes but we have to realize you know just because we do get rejected or criticism that we're like maybe not too hip on over on on one side of the field doesn't mean that this doesn't have life doesn't mean that it's not valid doesn't mean that it's not um uh art that doesn't deserve to be appreciated it just means we have to keep plugging away we have to you know just okay cool maybe we maybe you need to go back to the drawing board maybe we need to tweak things maybe we just need to let this person read it you know what i mean so it's always that that kind of thing and that was a kind of a real life lesson there for me that I got to experience uh in that and I hope that um you know I I just hope like if I can uh relate anything uh, out there it's just like yes it, it, you know that's things are going to happen you're going to get rejected but just you just can't give up we can't give up and we have to keep plugging away we have to keep putting our work out there um and uh and and find our audience and we'll, and and we will and uh, we'll keep getting better, and that's how it will be. But you just, just cannot quit. All right, there we go. Hey, thank you so much, everyone. Charge Land awaits. And one more thing. Uh, actually, there's a very cool um, uh, book trailer uh, video for Charge Land that my uh, my good uh, very good friend the late uh, the late great Austin Havikin did for me um, a couple of years before he passed and it's uh, it's an awesome trailer he did a bang up job on it so if you're interested in Charge Land or, or just uh, checking that out you can you can check out that um, the Charge Land uh, uh, book trailer video on my YouTube page or you could just, if you search Charge Land on on YouTube it'll come up but um, yeah so thank you everyone for tuning in for another week hey the John Wayne is Dead Tarot deck is coming this week very soon uh you can keep up with that uh, on everything that you need um and desire about john wayne over at johnwayneisdead.com uh, of course all my new show dates for 2023 are going up on the shows page there go to the shop page to get your book get your tarot deck when it comes out art records all of that is there i will sign them i will send extra work and extra art but I appreciate any and all support. So however you can get your hot little hands on what I do, it is much appreciated. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget to check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead. Uh, Again, you can find that link on johnwayneisdead.com. And follow me at johnwayneisdead on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And just my name, John Wayne Communale, over there on that Facebook. All right. See you later.